All right, I'm going to remember that, Dustin. That's now seven minutes that you, or seven seconds you took away from me. So um, how's everybody doing tonight? Okay, come on. How's everybody doing tonight? All right, good. All right, um, let's do this. Uh, we do this every single week, uh, a little thin tonight, but that's okay. Uh, everybody stand up. We'll play a little bit of music. Find five people you don't know and say hello. me on my music, Dustin. You're killing me. All right, let's go ahead and have a seat. Um, hopefully you found somebody new. Unfortunately, I was trying to figure out, make sure everybody was taking care of me on my lessons, so I didn't find anybody new. So I'll introduce myself, and then you come up and tell me your name. Does that work? All right, if you, I'll look at him. Come on, run like the wind. He's taking care of me. Johnny's taking care of me. He's a good man. Look at that. Hurry up now. He's talking too much. There's somebody with their hand up, and you ain't passing them out. <laughs> that's heat for you Johnny's, Johnny's about the same way he'd rather talk than give out lessons So, alright um, just kind of introduce myself and then we'll get started um, my name is Buchanan Jackson I'm a life group pastor here and uh, your pastor is uh, preaching revival this week so excited about that and uh, hopefully you came to hear from the word of God not about hearing from a man right amen amen okay doesn't matter who's up here as long as they're opening the word of God and that's what God showed them to do we want to be here right all right, so everybody go ahead and turn to Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15. Okay? I know y'all just stood up, but I like it, okay? So stand up. Stand on up. Luke 15. Luke 15. I hear some dissension in the crowd. Luke 15. If you're there, say amen. amen. All righty. We're going to read one verse. So it'll be a short time you're up here. It says Luke 15 verse 1. Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. Read it again. Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity that we can open your word and we can learn from you. That we can see the things that you want to show us um, in your word. Uh, Lord, I thank you for the fact that I have the opportunity, Lord God, to bring. And so, Lord, I just pray, pray that you would bless this time, Lord God. You would open the hearts, open the minds, open the ears of those around us. And Lord, I also pray that you would bless our pastor, Lord God, as he is ministering and encouraging and trying to be a blessing to another church. Uh, Lord, we get it every single week. And probably, Lord, we take, take it for granted sometimes that some of these churches he's going into, Lord, they don't, they, they've never really seen the excitement and seen the, the, the truth of the word, Lord God. And so, Lord, I just ask you to bless him. And I pray all these things in your wonderful name. Amen. And you can have a seat. You can have a seat. Have a seat. Okay, name of my message is Lost and Lost and Found. Okay, um, Lost and Found. Everybody knows about the Lost and Found. Tell me, can I get a witness uh, that you've been to a Lost and Found before? Okay, if you're like me, I'm forgetting something, 
Uh, I put it somewhere, and I'm just praying and hoping that they have a lost and found. The church does have a lost and found. If you're ever wonder if you've lost something, uh, we do have a lost and found. Uh, it isn't a it isn't a locked location, so you do have to get permission to get in that area. Um, and I, w- I was told today that if it stays there too long, it's going to stay lost. Okay, I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> Um, but we do have a, a lost and found here, um, and I don't really understand why we call it the lost and found area because really the things in there have not been found yet. So we should call it the lost area. Okay, that was just a joke. Okay, um, y'all ready for another joke? Lost and found. Let's see how, how some people look at lost and found. All right, a drunken man stumbles across a baptismal service on Sunday afternoon down by the river. He proceeds to walk into the water and stand next to the old country preacher. The minister noticed the old drunk and says, Mister, yes, preacher, I sure am. Amen. So the minister drunk, dunks the fellow under the water and pulls him right back up. Have you found Jesus? The preacher asked. No, I didn't, said the drunk. Preacher then dunks him under for quite a bit longer, brings him up and says, Now, brother, have you found Jesus? No, I haven't, Reverend. Preacher now holds the man under for at least 30 seconds this time. Brings him out of the water and says, an ask for aspiration. Man, have you found Jesus yet? The old drunk wipes his eyes and says to the preacher, are you sure this is where he fell in? <laughs> okay, obviously this person doesn't understand what he You ready for another joke? I don't typically start with jokes, so this, this, will, be, this will be interesting to me. All right, and, and, and I, well, I'll put a disclaimer at the end just so you all know. Two older men are pushing their carts through Walmart when they collide. First of all, you know this is not a true story because there ain't going to be two men by themselves in Walmart, okay? The only reason why I'm going to Walmart is I'm going to go in and get out or my wife has drugged me there, okay? So this is not a true story. Two older men are pushing their carts. Not that I'm against my wife uh, dragging me to Walmart. Um, Two older men are pushing their carts around Walmart when they collide. The first old guy says to the second, paying attention to where I was going. The second old guy says, that's okay, I'm looking for my wife too. I can't find her, and I'm getting a little anxious. First old guy says, well, maybe I can help you find her. What does she look like? The second old guy says, well, she's 27 years old, tall, with long red hair, blue eyes, and is very pretty. What does your wife look like? The other old guy says, doesn't matter, let's just look for yours. (laughs) Okay. Obviously, this this person has a problem with the idea of being lost and found okay all right and i and i say that my disclaimer is that that that's fine with me she doesn't have blue eyes and two i would never say that to somebody else i would never say that i love my wife way too much i would be looking for her so i would say that she is and i'm not going to say how old you are because no one wants to know how old somebody is um but she is tall she does have long red hair but she does not have blue eyes i think they're kind of a hazel color aren't they brown okay Ooh. all right good thing i have a gift in the car okay uh, went to the went, went to the five love languages class. I'm just going to give a pl- plug for that. If you're not in the five love languages class, in the marriage class, and you're married, you are missing out. I've been to one class, and it's already like, no preachers talked about this. I'm words of affirmation, and my wife is gifts, okay? So when you go to the first week of that class, you have to do whatever that person is. So for the whole week, Katie has had to say something nice and affirm me every single day. I have to buy her a gift every single day. So all those that are receiving gifts, you're like, women, you're like, amen. All right, some of you aren't receiver gifts for it. Is anybody else a receiver gift that was in that class? Okay, all right. See, I heard, I heard today that you're actually the minority, believe it or not. There's like only like five people, unique and peculiar. Not my words, hers, okay? Um, so, 
but, uh, but I, I do have a gift in the car. Yeah, there you go. Katie's saying move right along. All right, so let's move right along. Uh, we're going to kind of go through this. Um, what is that buzzing? That is really bothering me. Um, but uh, we're going to kind of go through this chapter. We're, the reason why I only read one verse is because we're going to walk through it, okay? We're going to walk through this verse, and we're going to actually look at three different types of people that are lost or away from God because sometimes we look at these and we see lost and we think that's the person that doesn't, doesn't know Christ, isn't saved, and that person's lost, saved, but they're away from God for whatever reason, okay? So when you're thinking about this, don't just think in the sense of salvation, but think about the people that are away from God, okay? So three types of lost people. So let's go ahead and pick up in uh, verse 2, verse 2. And the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, this man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. What's kind of interesting, obviously, um, in, in Jesus' ministry, you always see him hanging out with the bad folk, quote-unquote bad folk, and always the people that have a problem with him with the quote-unquote good folk, okay? Um, but he was, he was with publicans and sinners, and he spake this parable saying unto them, because the Pharisees are having a problem with that. Verse 4, what man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety? And when he hath found it, he layeth on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep, which was lost. Which was lost. Number one, if you're taking notes, number one, the first type of lost person, or the, or the, pers- the first type of person that's away from God is one that stray from the course. That stray from the course. Ones that stray from the course. <clears throat> Let's talk about sheep. This is probably the one example out of the three that is most like what you would say somebody who is not um, not um, lost person. Okay, because I will say this about lost people. One thing we need to we need to figure out: um, they're not really bad people in the sense of what we would say is bad people. Okay. All of us are sinners. All of us are sinners, saved by grace, okay? We're born that way. So when we look at the lost, this is not something to say the lost, okay, that person's lost, so there's something wrong with them. No, there's not something, there's, there is something wrong with them. Yes, they have sin. They don't have Christ yet. But in the sense of there's something wrong with them, like I'm better than them, that is not correct. Say amen. The course, the reason why I say straight from the course, um, go back from the very beginning with Genesis. The reason why God created man was for relationship, was for fellowship. God's desire for each and every one of us is that we would be in relationship with him. Um, when, when you have the situation where Eve, you know, Eve and Adam eat the apple of the knowledge of tree, knowledge, tree of the knowledge of good and evil, cry, uh, God comes in and, is, and, and is, is frustrated and angry about that situation and eventually kicks him out of the Garden of Eden. But the problem wasn't the disobedience. It was part of the problem, but the problem was is because because it, he couldn't have the same relationship and fellowship with them because of the fact that they were disobedient. So there's the relationship there. But those are straight from the course. God's number one desire is for us to be saved. That's why he came into this earth, so that we would be saved. That's why you were created, so that you could, be, you could have an opportunity to be saved. Um, in First Peter, it talks about that his desire is for everyone to be saved. I hope you understand that that is God's ultimate plan, is that everybody will say yes. Is that going to happen? No. Okay, it doesn't. We have a free will and someone to be saved. But there are people that stray, the, stray from the course. And the fact that we all stray from the course, we're all sinners, we're born into sin, we're going to stray from the course. And I'm not so talking about, we're not going to talk about the lost and their condition and what it is. I want to say what our response should be. Okay? So everybody say, what's the response? So just say, let's look at the response. Okay? Um, we're going to look at the response. So we, we see that there's people that stray from the course. Those are the actual lost people. 
in verse 5, and when he had found it, he layeth on his shoulders rejoicing. When you see somebody who's lost, our response is to carry. Our response is to carry. Great example. Great example. Luke 5, 18 and 20. And behold, men brought in a bed, in a, bed a man which was taken with palsy. And they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him. And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went upon the housetop and led him down through the tiling with his couch in the midst of Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said to them, Man, thy sins are forgiven. Bring and bring in three verses. Okay? Three verses. Now, let's talk about this. Is it, is it our responsibility to, to befriend the lost? Yes. Okay? It's our responsibility to befriend the lost. Okay? Uh, sometimes we get, and I will say this, I, sometimes I'm guilty of this, we surround ourselves with so many people in the church that we lose touch. And we don't, and we don't really know, I know somebody who is lost. Everybody in this room should know someone who is lost. You should hang out with people that are just not church people. But in the same sense, too, you should be having conversations with people about spiritual things so that you can understand if they're lost or saved. Okay? But we need to carry. And the reason why I say carry in this situation, it was no, when the shepherd found the sheep, the sheep will stray, okay? Now, some people say they're, they're not intelligent or whatever, but so if you look at Wikipedia, they say they're intelligent. I beg to differ, but... <laughs> And they say sheep are intelligent. But in no way, shape, or form, actually sheep tend to like the flock, right? Kind of goes on this wrong place and, and really doesn't realize. And that's the thing. The, with, with lost people, you have to say, look, for whatever reason, they, 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 they strayed off the path. They lost. They don't really know they're lost. And now it's our responsibility to bring them or carry them, okay, to Christ. All right? So everybody understand that. For, so we need, we're straight from the course. What's our response? We need to... Carry, okay? We're going to dig a little deeper. Let's go on to the next. With, with, So we say, okay, rejoicing in verse 6, and when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which are lost, which is lost. I say unto them that likewise joy shall be in heaven of one sinner that repenteth more than any other, any other 99 just persons which need no repentance. Either what woman having ten pieces of silver, she lose one piece, does not light a candle, sweep the house, and seek diligent, diligently till she find it. And when she had found it, she called her friends and her neighbors, saying to get together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I have lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of the Lord over one sinner that repents. But there's also those people, if you're right, taking notes, number two, the ones that slip through the cracks. The one that slip through the cracks. Okay, let's talk about this piece of silver. Um, with the sheep, the sheep does make a conscious decision, if you want to say, whatever, something, an outside influence um, brings that sheep out of the fold, out of the flock. Um, so he is straying off his course, and the shepherd has to go actually physically get that sheep and carry him back to the flock. Is that going to do anything to get lost? No, okay? It did nothing to get lost, Okay. Um, this, if, if somebody loses something, uh, some kind of coin, or I, I don't consciously get up in the morning and say, okay, I've got $10 in my pocket. My goal is to lose one. Nobody does that, right? Okay. Um, but when I, when I have, have it in my pocket and here we go, I'm going throughout my day, getting stuff out of my pockets and I lose it. And then I realize that those that slip through the cracks and the fact that typically when I've lost something, 
it slipped through the cracks. How many, t- how many of y'all go to clean out your car and you find all this type of money? It's like, wow, look at all this change that I've got. Right? Or, or, or take the cu- couch cushion off. You'll find all kinds of things. We have little kids. We have a four-year-old and a seven-year-old. You'd be surprised what can fit in the cracks of a couch cushion, okay? Um, I mean, we've had crayons. We've had um, all kinds of different things. And some things, you're like, that should, like, raise up the cushion a little bit because that's a little too big, okay? It slips through the cracks. Um, There are some people in my life that have kind of slipped through the cracks. Um, Good friends of ours that I know at this church, it's been about two or three weeks they haven't been at church. Guess what? That slipped through the cracks. Okay, they're o- away from God, um, so to speak. Uh, so what is my response? My response is to search. My response is to search. It says here in verse, either, the, either what woman having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, does not light a candle and sweep the house and she find it. There are people in our, there are people in our life, again, there's people in our lives that we need to carry. There are people that we need to bring. There's people that, that are in your life that are lost, and you need to bring them to Christ, okay? How you bring them to Christ, you can bring them to church. Um, I, I, I encourage everyone to um, search the scriptures and, and learn things like the Romans Road and stuff like that. You should be able to lead someone to Christ. If you don't know, how, if you don't know any scripture at all and you want to lead somebody to Christ, and he can do it for you too. That's it. Because if he did it for me, he can do it for you. And that, and, and if you say that personal experience is the best testimony for to bring somebody to Christ, okay? It says, uh, uh, Luke 19.10, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. And there's people in our lives that slip through the cracks. And it's our, it's our, it's our responsibility to search for those people and to search them out and to go, you know. Okay, so what was number one? We have people that stray from the course. Everybody say it again. People that stray from the course and what's our response we are to carry supposed to carry supposed to bring those people okay number two is those that slip through the cracks everybody slip through the cracks okay everybody together slip through the cracks okay um and our response is to search okay our response is to search um and this is a very familiar passage of scripture very familiar and i'm and we're gonna and we're kind of coming things on, on this from a, a different angle um, but there are people that separate by their choices. There are people that separate by their choices. Let's go, in, let's go into this very familiar portion of Scripture. Verse 11, and he said, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me, and he divided unto them his living. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far off, to a, to a far country, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be, want, be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his field to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will rise and go to my father. And I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. And I am no, no, no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me one of thy hired servants. And we're, we're going to stop right there. Okay? The prodigal son. Everybody knows it's the prodigal son, okay? Everybody understand that? Okay? He made a conscious decision to leave. Uh, there, there are people that 
that, that turn away from God because of conscious decisions. For whatever reason, they were burned or the church hurt them or just the fact that they, didn't, they made a conscious choice. Uh, when my wife and I uh, first got married before we got here to Temple, um, we were kind of in between churches, and I made a conscious choice sometimes to not go to church on Sunday. Okay, that was a conscious choice. Okay, did that bring me farther away from being close to God? I pr- no, but I promise you, we didn't get up and say, "We're not going to church this morning, honey. Get your Bible, and I'm going to preach to you." Okay, because she probably wouldn't have appreciated that, right? At least not at that point. Probably wouldn't have appreciated it now, but um, we didn't do that. Okay, we made a conscious decision, a conscious choice not to go to church, okay? Um, There have been people in this church that have made conscious decisions to leave for whatever reason. They've made conscious decisions to leave. Um, Many times when people leave this church, um, it's not about anything that's going on in this church. Lies that they have issues and they don't like it, so they they leave, okay? Um, Now, some people do leave. Some some things, maybe they don't have a preference of what we do, and that's fine, but there's some people that make a conscious decision choice to leave and that's what the prodigal son did he made a conscious choice that was his choice to make okay but what are we supposed to do verse 20 and he arose and came to his father but when he was yet a great way off his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him and the son said unto him father i have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and i'm no more worthy to be called thy son and the father said to his servant bring forth the best robe and put it on him, and put and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and he began to be merry. Now his elder son was in the field. He came and drew nigh to the house and heard music and dancing. He called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brother has come, and thy father hath killed the fatted calf, because he hath received him safe and sound. And he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him, and answering said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment, and yet thou never gavest me a kid, and I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as I, as soon as thy son was come, and, ha, and which hath devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed with, with, for him the fatted calf that I have is thine. And we're going to come back to verse 32. So what is our response to those who are separated by choice? Our response is to restore. Our response is to restore. Um, there are people that um, have been in this church. Um, I've been here uh, nine years, nine years. There's a lot of people that have come and gone. Uh, and there's some people, um, there's some people e- even in my life right now uh, that have chosen not to be here um, that I know. Come back, when they come back, you know what we're going to do? Restore. Like they never left. Now, don't... It's, it's sad because it's happened before. Sometimes we, people leave the church and we hear things, and then when they come back, we want to be like, well, you know, you need to get things right. and Just restore them. Did Christ do that for you? Does Christ, does Christ okay, because Christ, when I, when I, when I sin, does, and, and I come back to him, I say, I ask for forgiveness, all this kind of stuff, and then does he say, well, you know, it's going to take me some time. I mean, there's, there's been some stuff I've heard about you, Buchanan, and uh, it's not pretty, so... You know, you just, we'll see. Does Christ do that with us? No. And everybody says, thank you, Lord. Amen, right? Okay, he doesn't do that. He says if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We need to restore. We need to restore. So there's three types of people, okay? 
but I want to dig a little deeper because sometimes we see things, and, and we're going to look at the final response of all, all the different types. But sometimes, and, 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 and I'm for their reaction. Does that make sense? Okay. Someone's lost. I know they're lost. So I witness to them, and they don't come to Christ. And I say, my fault. Okay. Um, there's people that slip through the cracks. I try to reach out. I try to search out. And they don't respond. Or they don't take my help. And I say, my fault. There's people that, that separate by their own choices, you know, and I, and I, and I try to c- come and be a help, be an encouragement, and they say, no thanks, and I say, my fault, okay? Now, that's not right. How many else has done that to yourself, okay? You put the responsibility on yourself. You put it, I, 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 I guess I do that because I'm, I'm a people pleaser. I want people to like me, okay? So please don't say hateful things in my face. If you want to talk about me, say it behind my back because then I don't know you're saying it. But if you if you want to say hateful things, don't say it in my face because I really have a bad. I'm <laughs> what do you, you say, Amen? <laughs> Great. So Travis, <laughs> Travis, who preached on Sunday, by the way, um, <laughs> wants to say things on the back. So you can get the merit, okay? Writing it down. Um, he's totally throwing me off, <laughs> okay? But but really, what I, I I want people to like me. I want people, and and I'll say this too. Sometimes I get in the place of if if they don't accept, it's something I did wrong because I didn't try hard enough. Okay, um, I, w- I want to look just in this in this first scripture. Um, in no time in the beginning, when the son goes away, do you see the father going chasing the son? Not one time. Not one time. Um, make things right, and they said, "No, I don't want to make things right." Okay, and that bothered me. That really bothered me. Um, and try to make and, and, and even go into a place of trying to make it right twice okay maybe they don't hear me this time but maybe i'll give it a shot and and they and you know what god spoke to me and said it's not your responsibility to keep chasing after them you got to do what's right what's in what god tells you to do but if they don't respond it's not your responsibility we are not responsible for other people's res- so I, what i would tell them all the time the only person you can change is yourself that's it that's the only person you can change is yourself. Um, but our response and, and, and how we, we look at these things, we need to be more diligent in this. Say amen. We need to be more diligent in this. We need to reach out to those that are away from God for whatever reason, whether they're completely lost, don't know Christ at all, or if those that just slip through cracks, or those that just decide, you know what, God, I understand you were there for me one time, but I'm not there for you now, and I'm going. Okay? We need to reach out to those people. But we can't be extremely, extremely difficult. Extremely, at least for me, okay? Um, preacher always said, um, or maybe preacher didn't say it, some preacher did. Uh, maybe in our preacher, I don't know. Uh, if you preach out of your weakness, you'll never have anything to, you'll, you'll never run out of material, okay? And I'm preaching, I'm preaching out of my weakness right now because that's something that I know I should be doing this. First of all, I know I should be reaching out to people more. Um, I'm telling you that that, that, that couple um, that I know that hasn't been in church for a couple of weeks, I haven't called them. Shame on me, okay? I should have done that. Um, so I need to reach out. They're about Christ, but I really haven't been maybe as diligent to invite them to church or talk to them about Christ. And there are people that have been separated, that separated by their choices. But for whatever reason, I haven't, you know, tried to be an encouragement or a minister to them. And I need to do a better job of that. But still, in the same sense, is, is our response and, and, and what we do, that's what we're accountable to God for. We're accountable to God to how he wants us to respond. How they respond is up to them, okay? And we've got to leave it in his hands. And then finally... And finally, um, and we're going to get done early. That's okay. 
the final response in all three times, the final response in all three times is to celebrate. Final response in all three times is to celebrate. Verse 6, And when he cometh home, he called together his friends and neighbors, saying unto him, unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. Verse 9, And when she had found it, she calls her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, I have found the peace which I had lost. And then finally, verse 32, And it was meet that we should make merry and be glad, lost, and is So our final response in all three times is to celebrate. You know, some some of y'all may wonder, you know, why some of us, we used to call it a celebration service, we did it quarterly, but now we do it once a month. Some of y'all may wonder why we get up and hoot and holler and clap and yell on the first Sunday of the month. Um, Actually, I think it's going to be this Sunday um, that we're doing it um, because we didn't realize there were some people that needed to. But our, our first Sunday of the month for baptism, okay? And that's time to celebrate, right? I've put my faith and my trust in him and we celebrate we celebrate it's not about get, it's not about you know getting on to people and wh- why this and why that and why they get out it's not about that it's when they do come back and we celebrate say amen amen um i will say this let's let's uh, definitely um continue to pray for our preacher um and i'm gonna i'm gonna announce your deal heath in just a minute um i will say this the I've had six or seven or eight opportunities um, to preach. You don't really understand uh, how, and I guess maybe Travis can relate to this because he had did a Wednesday and then came back right on a Sunday. Is that right? Did you do a Wednesday and then we're back on that Sunday? Or was a gap there, a little bit of a gap? Um, it's pressure to, to have something ready every single week. And the reason why I say it's, it's pressure in the fact that it's not the pressure, and, and I will say this, I, I went short, and some of y'all will say, well, he went short. This is kind of a different message. This is what God wanted me to preach. Okay? That's what I'm responsible for, is to find out what God wants me to preach, and then I preach it. Um, and that's what your pastor does. Your pastor doesn't go and say, okay, let me figure out what I'm going to preach. Let me preach about it. And he preaches that. So please, please always lift your pastor up in prayer, because this is, this is I'm telling you, this, and I, I'll say this, I knew this for six days. This is the most... Most notice I've ever had uh, to know to preach, and this is the shortest message I've done in a long time. Um, so, I, but it was it was a struggle because it was I, I didn't want to step into I didn't want to. There were so many. There was a, I thought about preaching on on the, the the power of the tongue and all that kind of stuff, but I just wanted to preach. I preacher, <laughs> not preacher. God, God, what do you want me to preach? And that and this is where we are. And so, and I will say this too for y'all. This is what. I, in my daily Bible reading, I usually said at the beginning, I'll say at the end now. In my daily Bible reading, I write down what God tells me to do. I do chapter a day, and I was in Luke 15 a couple, couple days ago, I guess, and it was just something that kind of popped open that, you know, lost and found. And so y'all are kind of studying with me. You're growing with me. Say amen. Say amen. Uh, let me make this announcement, and then we're going to pray, uh, pray for our pastor mainly. Um, but uh, Brother Heath wanted me to share again about the blood drive that's coming up. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be doing the, the welcome this uh, Sunday, and I asked to get blood. And Dustin said, no, we don't want to see that. Um, <laughs> and uh, also, also, he was concerned about me passing out, um, which, you know, I get blood once a year. We have a city-county blood drive, and I work for the county. I give it one time a year. I'm not real big on it, but 
Keith knew that I would give twice if it was at my church. So pretty much if it's at my church or my work, I'm going to have to do it, okay? Um, but there is a sign-up sheet out there. I think you have all the volunteers you probably need at this point, um, but we still need donors. Um, and if there, he also told me if there's a, a, a slot not open, just write your name beside there and they will make it. Uh, he, he said he would, he would love to stick you with that needle. Uh, he has no formal training whatsoever, so do that, okay? If he tries to do that Sunday, please run, okay? Please run. <laughs> screaming. Screaming preferably because we're at church, and, and that, would, that would be horrible to see people running and screaming from heat on Sunday morning. So, see, here's the deal. I, I, should, I got too serious tonight. I should have been coming out here cracking jokes and stuff like that and have been a whole lot better. Um, but y'all, keep, y'all sign up for that. I think it's an awesome opportunity. Um, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, we can give our time, but those people need that blood every single day and how it can save lives. I think, I think it, three lives are saved for every pint of blood or something like that. It's some crazy statistic like that. So, all right. So with that said, if you, if you got something out of this, lie to me. And, hey, right, Travis? It was the word. That's all that mattered. It was the word. And if I preached the word um, and you came to hear the word, then I believe you left blessed. All right? So let's, uh, let's come to the altar. Um, I don't have my piano players here. We're going to have some music or anything, Daniel, maybe, sort of. Okay. No music tonight. <laughs> I think Amber's in Disney World, isn't she still? So let's let's come to the altar and pray. Just look at that. There's this one can play and wants to play, okay? <laughs> but James is gonna play. by the 